0: Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Between about 157 and 145 million years ago, Allosaurus, a large predatory dinosaur, stalked what's now North America and Europe. The fossil record suggests that the beast was pretty common. And did we mention it was big? A full-grown Allosaurus could grow to be 34 feet or 10 and a half meters long, nine feet, or three meters, tall at the hip, and weigh around 3.2 tons. A Sherlock Holmes creator, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, mentioned the Allosaurus by name in his 1912 science fiction adventure novel, The Lost World. Yet, even giant carnivores take their lumps from time to time. Ladies and gents, meet Big Al. A subadult Allosaurus with a killer nickname, Big Al lived in what's now north-central Wyoming. Scientists would eventually recover 95% of his, or maybe her, skeleton. Look closely at the remains, and you'll find no fewer than 19 separate bone fractures. Somehow, Al sustained injuries to multiple backbones, toe bones, and ribs. There's also evidence of a serious infection on the right foot. Big Al was unearthed at a Wyoming quarry in 1991. Five years later, fossil hunters working in the same state found another Allosaurus skeleton that's come to be known as Big Al 2. And just like its predecessor, this specimen was pretty banged up. Many of its bones had been fractured or otherwise damaged, only to be re-healed during the dinosaur's lifetime. Although one hip injury apparently never healed over, and may have been implicated in the ultimate demise of Big Al 2. Other Allosaurus fossils also bear the telltale signs of serious wounds. To fully appreciate these, we need to take a step back and consider the animal's role in its environment. Allosaurus lived during the late Jurassic period. Back then, giant herbivore dinosaurs called sauropods thundered across the planet. We often find their bones in close association with Allosaurus materials. At Dinosaur National Monument, which straddles the Utah-Colorado border, there's a protected quarry where visitors can look at a jumbled collection of fossils that's been lying together for the past 149 million years. Besides Allosaurus remains, this quarry includes the bones of such long-necked sauropods as Diplodocus, Camarasaurus, and Apatosaurus. Fossils belonging to the unrelated spiky-tailed plant-eater Stegosaurus are also present. These were just some of the vegetarian dinos that Allosaurus interacted with. And there was competition at the buffet line. One of its rival predators in late Jurassic North America was the Ceratosaurus, a horn-nosed carnivore that could grow over 19 feet or 6 meters long, and which had a short cameo in the movie Jurassic Park 3 from 2001. Compared to some other dinosaurs, Allosaurus had a weak bite force, Uh, The bite of a Tyrannosaurus rex, the famous carnivore that evolved tens of millions of years after the last Allosaurus died out, may have been four times stronger. Even so, Allosaurus performed well under pressure. Mathematical models show that the beast's head could withstand lots of physical strain. In 2013, paleontologists used computer simulations to learn more about how this dinosaur dismembered its prey. According to their research, Allosaurus may have sometimes behaved like an overgrown falcon at dinner. The animal's skull was light, and its neck muscles were peculiar. With their simulations, the researchers showed Allosaurus would have had an easy time plucking meat off of corpses by grabbing a hunk of flesh at its jaws and then yanking its head backwards. Falcons do the same thing today. But while those hunting birds have flight-ready wings, Allosaurus had clawed hands. Noting their size and range of motion, dinosaur expert Kenneth Carpenter wrote in 2002 that Allosaurus could use its arms to, quote, grasp moderately large prey and pull it towards the body. So what counted as moderately large prey for a ravenous Allosaurus? Maybe beaked herbivores like the 23-foot or 7-meter Compatosaurus fit the bill, or perhaps juvenile sauropods. If Allosaurus hunted adult sauropods, scientists aren't sure how. Some species alive in the late Jurassic were around 24 to 34 times heavier than even the biggest Allosaurus, so the predators might not have bothered. A few experts think Allosaurus only targeted young, sick, or dead sauropods, leaving healthy grown-ups alone. On the other hand, it's possible that the dinosaur used its serrated teeth to rip the flesh off of giant still-living sauropods in non-fatal attacks. There's a pretty awesome name for this hypothetical feeding technique, flesh grazing. A bite marks tell us Stegosaurus, for one, was on the menu. Only sometimes, though, attacking an armored dinosaur might not have been the brightest idea. One Allosaurus pubic bone shows a gaping wound that matches the size and shape of a Stegosaurus tail spike. Allosaurus has also been suspected of cannibalism. A survey that was published in May of 2020 looked at 2,368 fossil bones all recovered at the same Jurassic quarry in Colorado. Almost 29% bore the bite marks of meat-eating dinosaurs with serrated teeth. Many of these not on bones belonged to sauropods and other herbivores. However, some of them came from Allosaurus. Since Allosaurus is also the most abundant predatory dinosaur found at this dig site, it's entirely possible that we're looking at evidence of cannibalistic behavior. Also, no discussion about Allosaurus would be complete without mentioning Utah's mysterious Cleveland Lloyd Dinosaur Quarry, or CLDQ fossils of 10 different dino species have been excavated here, including plant-eaters like Stegosaurus and Apatosaurus. Yet a remarkable 66% of all the dinosaur bones found in the quarry were left behind by Allosaurus. Altogether, the quarry has yielded parts of at least 46 Allosaurus skeletons. Some were juveniles, others were full-grown adults. But they all died in the same spot. And the question is, why? And why are the numbers so skewed? Why is Allosaurus so overrepresented there? Several explanations have been put forth over the years. Maybe the CLDQ was once a Jurassic predator trap. Basically, that's a place where herbivores get caught in the thick mud or another substance, and then attract carnivores who die the same way. All those bodies attract even more carnivores, with dead and dying predators vastly outnumbering prey species. Critics say the rarity of bite marks on the quarry's dinosaur bones is a strike against this hypothesis, though. Another hypothesis is that the quarry was the home of a poisoned watering hole, or a normal one that dried up, leaving thirsty dinosaurs to die on its banks. And a third proposed scenario blames flooding for the accumulation of the skeleton. Today's episode is based on the article, Allosaurus was a massive flesh grazer and possible cannibal on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.